thank you for joining us for this episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. Like me, Michelle Kane of Voice Matters, and my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hey, Karen, how are you? Or should I say, hi, Barbie. <laughs> I don't know what Barbie I am today. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing today? I am holding it together, Barbie, today. <laughs> I might be, I'm, you know, I think saying not sure what Barbie I am today is probably pretty accurate for most days of the week for me lately. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. It's, I don't know why I'm always surprised when I'm surprised by how days can unfold. <laughs> yes. This summer has been particularly eventful for, for most people I'm finding not yeah. just, just PR pros in my past PR life. Summer <laughs> was always a quiet time. Yeah, and no more. I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. I don't know if it's going to hell or snow or rain <laughs> in the middle of August. I don't know. I just don't know. So that's the way that I approach my days these days. With exactly. And optimism, knowing that anything could happen. And you know what? We used to say when pigs fly. And now that just doesn't even seem out of the realm of possibility. I hear that might be being worked on. Who knows? I'm sure. No. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe Elon Musk is figuring that out. Oh, goodness, I'm sure he is. So as as you might have guessed, today's episode, we're just going to do a pop culture PR check-in because as this is airing, this will hit right after the second weekend of Barbenheimer. So I don't know if many of you have seen either Barbie or Oppenheimer, but there's a lot to admire about the the PR that's gone into it and just... There's just a lot of points to consider, especially yeah. through the PR lens. I mean, first of all, that even though I know personally and across the board, it's been really challenging to get people to engage in the way they did in the before times, especially in-person events, things like that, um, just because our our priorities have shifted, our time, the way we spend our time has changed. Anyway, all that to say, in the midst of all that, a ton of people went back to the movie theater yes. to see either Barbie or Oppenheimer. They're smashing records. So it's pretty amazing. And uh, unless you've, you know, truly been checking out this summer, and if you have, good for you. Um, it's kind of hard to miss any of the promotion for, for either Barbie or Oppenheimer. And I have a pretty low, low bar for being annoyed by this kind of thing. And I'm not annoyed yet. So they must be doing something right. <laughs> Yeah, I think from a PR perspective, and many PR professionals have noted this on social media, that this was really a masterclass in a great execution of a campaign. So a couple of things that stood out to me from the communication side, for Barbie in particular, is that Number one, it, it just reinforces what we as PR pros know to be true, that having a strategic plan that is comprehensive and robust. And the time to be able to execute that plan means everything because yeah. this did not come together in months. This was a plan that rolled out over a long period of time. And it was a campaign that 
incorporated not just that lever of earned media. It was paid. It was it was the peso formula. It beautifully done. It also stood out to me that going into the planning of the messaging, they understood that there were people that don't like Barbie. Maybe not passionately, you know, passionate activists against Barbie, but the people that just don't like Barbie or have an issue with it. And rather than trying to navigate around that, they leaned into that and considered that their audience as well and developed messaging that embraced the detraction. And I thought beautifully done because sometimes we we want to avoid, you know, the antis. Right. <laughs> and rather than doing that, they fully embraced that. And I thought that that was genius. Yeah, they they really did. I mean, there was, a, even with, for those who have not seen the film, I won't reveal a whole lot, but, you know, there's definitely the acknowledgement that, you know, Barbie is somewhat problematic. Yes. But as anything, you know, many things are full of shades of, of gray and what I thought was incredible was that even though, you know, Barbie and Oppenheimer, Barbie's a Warner Brothers film, Oppenheimer, I believe, is with Universal, they they played well together. I mean, they're they're building on the whole Barbenheimer of it all. Uh, what sticks out to me, and, and like you said, with this long game, I mean, it started with the, the set photos of um, Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie in their full-on neon rollerblades, you know, to kind of make people take notice. And that was, gosh, easily at least a year ago to make us say, oh my, what is that? Oh, so this is how it's going to come together. Okay. I'm intrigued and just, you know, then go about our lives. But um, even, I don't know if you saw the photos of, um, Mar- I think it was Margot and, and Greta Gerwig at, at the movies holding their tickets for Oppenheimer. And then, you know, everyone's kind of returning the favor of, I got my tickets to Barbie. Of Just that, that collegiality that that built of, hey, you know, we're all in this together and, yeah. and there's enough room for everyone. Let's, you know, as the little jingle says, let's all go to the movies. <laughs> So and I, I think the first trailer was it was a weird one for Barbie yes, and they didn't realize that that would be so popular. And yes. in full disclosure, I have not seen the movie it's okay. um, yet. I've not seen either movie. So my my discussion about this is purely from looking at it from the, the comms perspective and yeah. what I've read and what I've seen on in the the story behind how this all came together. I haven't now. So then for me, I don't know. I know that this was a well-executed campaign. Totally. Like me who hasn't even seen the movie, but is actually um, planning on going to see a movie that you, I probably never would have planned to see. Right. There's something, there's something special about having this, this environment again of the summer blockbuster and having everyone talking about it, because let's face it with streaming, you know, there's a pocket of people that may talk about something and, but it's not the same as when something grabs hold of the culture and people are dressing up and they're excited. And, and I, I'm here for it. I love it. I'm so glad this makes me very happy. Yeah, and and it shows that that we can have those experiences again, where everyone is most. Let's say most everyone is excited about, you know, gathering together and you know just 
really getting involved or getting caught up in in the excitement of it all. So that's that's been encouraging. And it's it's just been a fun ride all around just to see how this has rolled out and to see how it continues to do. And it also speaks to another thing that we are hungry for original stories. I mean, certainly, you know, Oppenheimer's a real person, Barbie's a doll, but, you know, just refreshing to see something that doesn't have a part six at the end of it. Uh, I think we might have been, might be at the end of those rides, but who knows? What do I know? I'm not a studio and, executive. You know what I love? So, yes, Barbie has been problematic. As a child, it wasn't necessarily problematic for me. There were issues yeah. that even I, as a small child, realized playing with my Barbies. And I gravitated towards, you know, my personality. I mm-hmm. you know, gravitated not towards Barbie and Ken, but, you know, towards Skipper, um, who no one remembers. But over the years, obviously, as I became an adult, I, I really began to have issues with it. And what I kind of love about this, and this segues into something else, you know, we can't avoid talking about is that. The Barbie brand has evolved over the years yes. and they've evolved their brand in a way that was acceptable to their audiences and they attracted new audiences. It was exciting to me to listen to one of the teens on my street and see her bouncy happy about wanting to go see Barbie mm-hmm. and her knowing Barbie from the cartoons. Oh, wow. But they didn't you know, they didn't run away from the problematic past. Right. They, this is part of the whole story of Barbie. And they understood that Barbie's embedded in our cultural discussions. It's, it's an icon. They didn't rebrand it arbitrarily. They could have done that. Mattel could have created something else and just steered away from Barbie in the problematic years. But instead, they did not do that. I'm going to say that, in my opinion, that's the smarter way versus Elon Musk and Twitter running from their problematic past. And I don't know if that was the motivation and rebranding something that it has been such an important icon in our history. Twitter is Twitter. We grew up with the Twitter bird, with the Twitter sounds, the bird sounds. It has meaning. It has cultural significance, good, bad, ugly. I'm not quite sure why this company would lean away from what has been such an important institution for people and one that's recognizable. Can we just talk about brand recognition? It's baffling. What the platform is, why would you change the name? Which to me feels like a personal, very egotistical thing in that here's Completely. a person who names his children these. So it feels like this was personal and not a brand decision, which completely yeah. disregards your audience that is there or at least to win back and you have an opportunity to win back new fans. You really do because no one has replaced Twitter as of today, there are lots of other social media platforms. They're not catching on in the same way. There's yeah. still something different about Twitter, although people are now not participating there, self-included, right. because it's it's a trash platform. But I just, you know, just to contrast, here's a company that did it right and owned 
the failures and mistakes and went through some really hard times where they were really not the beloved brand, but they didn't change their name and forget. They didn't try to trick their audience like, hey, we're this now. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm seeing a couple of things. The first is, and forgive me, I forget the reporter's name, but he brought to light that this is not Elon's first rodeo with trying to rename something X. Apparently, mm-hmm. when in 2000, when he was um, leading PayPal, he wanted to do the same thing. And he wanted to make it almost like in, in Asia where they have the WeChat. He wants this X to be an all-purpose thing. And it's like, okay, well, even if that's your intent... What sense does it make to completely trash the, the the running thing you bought, decimate your staff? I mean, there's there's something off there that we all know with you know, once you get into that stratosphere of being a billionaire, you're not making rational decisions. And the other disturbing trend is I was just reading comments of a thread of, you know, people pointing out this very thing. This doesn't make sense, it's not good business, it got you in trouble before, it got you ousted before, and yet there's still the fan base of oh no. He secretly is the super genius that knows what he's doing. You just wait and see. And <sighs> not to take anything away from from Elon Musk, he is brilliant. Let let's let's just be clear on that. No one is disputing his intelligence. What I am contrasting is that I feel I like this particular business decision is. I don't. Yeah. yeah, it's just a bad decision, and it's not something from a communication standpoint that no. any of us in this audience would ever have said. Sure, let's do that because there's no reasoning behind it. And and again, as public relations professionals, part of our job is protecting our publics. And I feel like this yeah. this really dismisses your publics. And oh, I'm not totally. sure that it's going to to lead to the ultimate goal of winning back advertisers or having people want to pay a premium to use this service. I, I think it just continues to drive away. And maybe that maybe that's the goal. Maybe it's to drive away all of the old users and turn this into a, a political platform that is very much focused on one political party or one political point of view and have it be all brand new. And, and if that's the goal, then have at it, you know, yeah. go do you, be you. But I certainly am not spending any money on this platform and I'm barely spending time there. I pop in there yeah. on occasion because it's, it's a habit that's hard to break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just, it makes no sense from a real nuts yeah. and bolts. Let's do real business point of view. It just doesn't. And you're right, it, it dismisses anything that makes sense from a communication standpoint. So uh, I don't know. I, I mean, we're, we're all, we're not, def- we're definitely not on the same page as, as they are, maybe not even in the same bookshelf as they are. So it's just interesting to watch. And and I didn't know anything about the whole PayPal thing until I, I, I read that article. I went, oh, so this is not the first radio. It's crazy. You know, let's be honest on a smaller scale for we communicators, this has happened to us with clients. We have clients yes. that have wanted to, you know, change <laughs> the name of the company or have a brand new logo for absolutely zero reason at all. And so yeah. I can only imagine if there's any comps people laughed at Twitter, but clearly I not imagine <laughs> heads spinning and saying, why, why, why? And so, yeah. you know, again, it, 
for us to do our jobs well, and if there are any non-PR people in this audience and you are thinking of engaging with PR people, for us to do our jobs well, it really requires for you to trust our strategic council, our expertise, and understand that if we're saying no to you, it's not because we are trying to limit your 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 vision. It's not because we're not visionary ourselves. It's not because we don't like you. It's because we do have our eye on the big picture, but our picture includes your publics. It includes your brand equity, includes the reputation of your company. And so we're, we're taking a long view and a broader view than you might be looking. And you may have a different vision, but it's worthwhile to have that discussion and not just pull the plug on something without having your comms team involved and having you guys come to a point of alignment. I mean, trust the people that you have hired and take their advice. Sometimes you're still going to go off and do what you want to do. I get that. But this just, you know, I've dealt with this too, where companies just change the name and you have either come in after they just did it. And you're like, why Mm -hmm. this happened? Or you are unable to move them off of what they want to do, you know? And so left to their own devices, people will change the name sometimes. Like I, I have engaged with companies where they already have a name and I'm like, that's so hard to SEO and so hard to monitor. I, I, you know, sometimes companies choose names that are simple, but they're so simple that they get confused with like a million other things. And so it, Fills the SEO value, or it's it's unique and weirdly spelled, and then it's hard for anybody to find. So you know, these are things that we all think about. Like, right? Yeah, we're we're not in here to we're not in here to you know be Debbie Downer. We are you know communications pros. We're not just here to you know blow out your messaging. We're here to consider how you are perceived. And sure. look out for you on all those points. I've I've had that too. And sometimes it takes, sometimes it does come around in a couple of years where, you know, if a certain aspect of something has, has been branded and named and, you know, I've counseled and said, you know, that's going to make your potential audience think too much. They're not exactly going to understand. Um, it's going to not going to be perceived as you wish with everyone who sees it. And at the end of the day, it's going to be confusing. So sometimes, you know, if, if it's not an earth shattering decision and they're, the whole company is not going to tank as a result, let it play out. And eventually it comes around to, Oh, that wasn't working. Interesting. Okay. Let's try this. I, I mean, yeah. Facebook just did it right. They became meta. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. still called Facebook. It's still called right. Instagram by Meta. Yeah. But it just X puts me in mind of X Files. <laughs> X things, Everything. You know? It's oh. Oh, it's, and this this little thing of Microsoft owning the is it the patent or the trademark of it? Yes. And it's it's a black and white logo. Like okay. <sighs> the Twitter bird was iconic. Twitter yeah. was iconic. Yeah. Nothing else. We we we're not going to say whatever he wants to call tweets now. You're just it's just weird. But, you know, yeah, and it is. It is a definite contrast to the you know colorful neon you know fashion forward Barbie and the, their whole yes. message and the Barbie brand. So good on you, Mattel. <laughs> good on you. 
your comms team rock this doggone thing. Yep. Kudos. Absolutely. I mean, this is to me like what you would submit an award for because they really did the doggone thing. And while we also know that I love this interview and I believe it was vanity where the comms person shared that, you know, I've been doing this for 35 years and this level like of success has never happened. I love that he was transparent about that because once again, we have people that see successes, you know, in the areas that we play in. Oh yeah. They they want to duplicate it. So they say, Oh, well they were on TikTok, So let's go on TikTok," And then they jump to these shiny new tools and they want to do stuff. And then they're like, well, why isn't this working? Or though they're like, well, wow, look, someone's always in the New York times and the wall street journal. And okay, let's go there. Yeah. But do you have anything to say? Really? Are you, you yes. think that that's what really got them to what you're seeing, but there's a whole lot of things that happen in the background that you don't know about. Let's talk about those things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, and I love that they said that too, because it, yeah. it's true. And I'm sure that at the time when they were scoping this out, they were hopeful, but they certainly, they definitely did not have certainty that yeah. it would play out the way it did. I mean, it's, you know, because no there's predicted that no. when this movie came out, where we would be in our collective consciousness that we right. are burned out, we're tired, we're, we, we haven't had a lot of fun. Life is life and really hard. And so yeah. there was a little bit of magic and a little bit of luck, right? And we yeah. know that that's happened to, you know, even other viral campaigns that weren't on this level, but were tremendously successful. Sometimes there's just a little bit of fortune that favors you. However, what's that saying? Fortune favors the prepared. They came and they brought their A, a game. They are pie to the nth degree. I mean, they are pie the heck out of this and they 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 did a really great job. And so, yes, there was a little bit of fortune, but they were prepared for that. You know what's going to happen? This is my prediction. Twitter is going to be renamed Barbie. <laughs> Since it's popular, without regard for patents or copyrights. That's Somehow, my prediction. <laughs> because it's popular, bright, and shiny, Elon Musk would immediately put the hammer to that. He likes... <laughs> It's not a mathematical formula. It has nothing to do with science. I'm saying, I'm thinking that he's going to be like, no. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly. Well, his the new alleged name for tweets, Zeet, I guess, Zeet, X-E-E-T. Yeah. Uh, when I saw it in print, it just made me think, being a Philly suburban girl, it made me think of our slang for, our slang for did you eat yet is Jeet, J-E-E-T. I was like, Jeet? Oh, Zeet, what? Zelon asking if I ate already? What? Oh, okay, whatever. Next. Did you tweet already? I'm an ex-tweeter. Um, <laughs> I tell you. I think you. I'm officially an ex-tweeter, so don't look for me there. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly don't spend as much time as I, I used to, which no. is a bummer because it brought so much to our worlds. But you know what? The, what do they say? The only thing constant is change. So... There you have it. So we hope you've enjoyed spending this little time with us, checking on some pop culture things, maybe encouraging you to get in line, buy some popcorn and enjoy some cinema therapy, as I like to call it. But whatever you choose, we we hope you value this content. And if you do, please share it around. Please follow us on all the solo PR channels. And until next time, thanks for listening to That's All A Life. <laughs>